Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Sibling Trap. Uh, I am your host, Barry, with my co-host and beautiful lady, Katrina. Today, we've got some stuff to get deep into. All right, guys, so the topic today is making your happiness a priority after a breakup and how you do that from a man and a woman's perspective. Katie, would you like to start? Yeah, so Barry brought this up to me last week and I was like, I feel like it's too soon because I'm not like on the other side of divorce yet. Feels like it's going to take an eternity, but I will get there. But I thought that something that I could expand on or like offer insight to is like how to stay positive like through a breakup because there's so much toxicity and like the energy is just so heavy that it's like how people have asked me like how are you handling yourself so well like how are you getting through this and I'm like to me it just feels like a no-brainer like everyone can do this but even you brought up um, a couple weeks ago like you know how do you stay so positive and I was like oh that's I don't I don't know. So let's dive in. Also, apologies if you hear my chair squeaking. I got a new chair and my kids like to act like it's a freaking jungle gym. And now it's squeaking. <laughs> so that's a great investment. Um, they're just they're just testing it for you to make sure it works properly. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're like, mom has to be on Zoom calls all day long. Let's make it sound like she's farting like all the time. And then like, <laughs> that's great. Keep people guessing. Um, so just don't move. But okay. So there are a few things that I energetically will do like throughout this conflict hot like high conflict stage of a breakup that some people forget about it's like okay number one someone is always going to have a perceived opinion of you no matter what you say or what you do like you could say the perfect thing the perfect response to any sort of question and they're still going to have this opinion like you're the problem which you know honestly we're all part of the problem um and everything's on you and like you're to blame for everything but honestly it's like knowing that I'm not gonna win any fans going into it I can energetically like detach from the outcome because it's like the outcome's already done we're just like sifting through all the weeds right now nothing that I say or do will change his mind or her mind right and like it's silly to say but like your breath is so powerful when I hear like or just feel some energy coming at me, like I just pause and I take a really deep, slow breath because then I have time to think about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it instead of just like immediately reacting and jumping in, like jumping down their throat. Do you find that to be true to you as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I've had to I've had to work on a lot, especially through the deeper breakups, just just because uh, you don't really see things on the surface as much and being reserved is kind of how you keep yourself out of that toxicity honestly Uh, Mm -hmm. i'm guilty very guilty just like everyone i'm sure is of immediately responding and saying things that you don't mean um doing the whole back and forth tidbit and it's just it's exhausting and i learned through that exhaustion that if i want to feel better about this breakup or about, you know, I, you know, I've been through a divorce and it was the same way. Uh, it felt like it took forever because I played into the whole toxic uh, back and forth arguing and trying to push the blame on people. And when, once you stop trying to blame each other, I think you start realizing that it's, you know, you're both to blame for a lot of things and 
you should just accept it and try to be as positive as possible moving forward. Yeah. And especially when there's kids involved, it's like you want to make sure that you're putting forth an example of like how to effectively communicate without being vindictive. So like one thing that I have as a boundary is like if there's something that's heated, this goes for anyone in my life, honestly. If there's like a heated topic or a serious topic, like don't come at me in person. (laughs) Text me or email me because, you know, a lot of times people can be perceived in a way that's less than kind of like the immediate knee-jerk reactions like of course you know I can't control my facial expressions like when you come at me with a question I'm not prepared to hear um so you know it's being really firm on like hey let's talk about this in text later like can you text me about this and we'll talk about it that way it's not like and some could say like it's a way to control the narrative and control the situation But honestly, I see it as like a way to be respectful and not as heated. And, you know, sometimes giving that that time to reply and not having to do it immediately. Like I want to be able to speak from my heart in a way that I'm proud of and not like, you know, heated and frustrated and like this isn't going to solve anything. So like, let's just take this in a different format and like being really like assertive about it it's like I want to talk about this with you but I don't want to do it in person like let's talk about it over text because then it's like you're showing that you want to make it right and make it better but in a way that works for both of you what's your experience right Uh, I have kind of a different perspective from you actually Mm -hmm. Um, I I like to talk things out like immediately and I know that that might bring out that toxic like conversation but in all honesty the type of person that I have been uh Mm -hmm. probably not not the best and we're going to get into that in the next one uh, about like anxious attachment styles and things but but that's like the the thing is like if we're supposed to you know if if we're going to have a conversation about something that's really important to me especially if it's between like me and my significant other like I want to have that conversation immediately because if I don't I'm going to have like this shit on my brain for the next like day or two days or however long it takes for us to you know cool off from this this heated argument or whatever it is which like i said isn't the most healthy because it it just sits there like a mouse wheel in my brain and like running over everything that's happening and everything that i should be saying and everything that could be said and everything from her point of view and it's just like it's a lot to process at the same time having to take care of my kid or you know go to work and it's just it can be very detrimental at times, very, very destructive at times. So like it, but it takes me to get myself out of that situation. Like it shouldn't be on the other person. I shouldn't force them into having this conversation just because I want to have it right now. You know, no, no, not a lot of people are like that and it's not fair to the other person. And that's just me, you know, growing. Oh. <laughs> um, but like, think about it from that perspective uh it makes it a lot easier to collect your thoughts with the time right if you have time before you want to talk about something important it gives you that time to cool off and to think about what you want to say and how you want to say it and how you should deliver it because it can be very mean like i have terrible facial expressions too like people be like oh i didn't expect you to react that way and it'd be like well i mean how'd you expect like yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know, you're you're coming at me about such and such and 
it's just you know makes me uncomfortable and and nobody wants to be uncomfortable especially if you're going to be having conversations like this a lot which you should be with your partner you mm-hmm. should be talking through things uh maybe not right then and there like i said but you can't just leave that kind of thing open forever and that that's something that my exes are kind of guilty about a lot of them just shut off their emotions and said oh, i don't want to talk about this and it's like no well, no <laughs> we need to talk about this we we need to work through this or else you know we're not going to last and they probably didn't care to last anyway but whatever neither here nor there yeah so yeah it just and it's like i said it it can be very toxic and very upsetting to have those conversations right off the bat so you know if if time does help then by all means but you know sometimes you really do need to just sit down and have that talk right then and there and it could be something really small as you know like leaving the toilet seat up or something like that something dumb you know and Mm -hmm. you'd be like oh well let's just talk about this real quick hey look i'm sorry i did this you know i'll work on it and that's all it sometimes that's all it uh, that's all it takes or that's all that's needed but like a lot of times those deeper talks you know you got to think about it so time well it's like also it's when you have the conversation too um one of my my clients for virtual assistants uh she's a communications expert so like i've learned a lot through like creating her content and like doing all of her presentations and things um and a lot of times it's like when are you bringing up the conversation? Are you bringing up the conversation when you know that they're preoccupied and busy with other things? Or is it like a good time? So if you have a conversation that you want to be having, it's like, hey, I really want to talk to you about this. When in your schedule do you have time for that today? Or do you have time tomorrow to do it? Um, because then it gives you both time to prepare ahead of time, like what you wanted to say. And if it's like something that's really important to you, like and you want to have that conversation, like just writing down notes so you know what you want to say. So it's like you're still making momentum and like forward movement in that way so it's like i'm kind of talking about this but i'm like writing it all on my own to bring it up later so that's maybe really, that... really healthy i've never really thought about that you know taking notes i mean uh I, i'm really guilty of like approaching people when they're most unapproachable i don't know if it's just my timing <laughs> my timing sucks um but in my previous experiences um i would send texts while the person was at work and they'd be huh. like, oh, well, I'm at work. I don't have time to talk about this right now. You know, and I'm like, well, when are you going to have time? And they never, ever had time. That was the problem. It was, it mm-hmm. was always, oh, I'm doing this or I'm always doing that. And right. that's, you know, the detachment style of, you know, a relationship. And it was completely opposite of how I felt. And I felt like I was just not seen or heard mm-hmm. at any point. So like there's a way that you can just deflect and just ignore those conversations and and it really hurts. You know, it hurts the other person. You got to think about it from their point of view. Like, yeah, I'm anxious to talk about this because I care. It's not because I want to be controlling or I want to just shove down my point of view down your throat. It's I care enough about us to where I want to have this talk, you know, Yeah. so we can move forward. And that was never kind of never never that person's motif i guess whatever more more into like happiness and and creating happiness really is it's up to you honestly as the individual Um, Mm -hmm. especially making it a priority after your breakup because if you make anything else a priority after your breakup you know it's pretty toxic or it could lead you down the wrong path Um, something that i've done is just 
go back to the things that I enjoy doing. You know, like I, I'm a you know nerd. I'm a huge avid gamer. Um, that's something that I've really tied up my time with outside of work and my kid is doing those things that I used to do all the time that I love to do. Whereas like, I mean, running, especially running, uh, without running, I don't, I don't know where I'd be. And making those kinds of things priority is definitely what has helped a lot. Uh, it's helped, you know, my health, it's helped my mental health a lot. Um, and that, I guess that's what is keeping me positive and keeping me happy. You know? what yeah. A hundred percent. Um, it comes back to like, how are you living your days every day? It's like, are you living your days every day wallowing and like, you know, looking through your timeline, like way back when, when things were good or like, you know, like what are you consuming? (laughs) Like, how are you, if you were a healed person, how would you live your day? Like, you're going to be taking care of your body. You're going to be feeding your body like proper food, not junk food, not drive through food, not soda. I mean, I'm not going to go on a whole soapbox here, but like there are certain things that you could change in your day to feel, you know, more healthy, just to be like, I'm in, I'm in check. Like I've got my health in check. I'm focusing on, you know, doing what's right for my body. And I'm like being very intentional about what I'm consuming, whether it's on digital media or food or just the people that you're around. It's like, if you're noticing that you're around people who are just kind of negative Nelly or like small town thinking and not inspired, not you know, motivated to do anything with their lives, then it might be time for you to do like an energetic life audit of like, hey, I'm no longer available for this. Like I am in a space where I'm moving forward and, you know, it might not be relatable compared to like the people around you, but that's okay. Like you're okay on your own. You're okay to explore new spaces because when you let go of old chapters or old friend groups, like so much more opens up for you, but you can't see that until you've let it go. That's a big one. That is a big one. Um, Cutting out people in your life that aren't serving your best interests. And, you know, this is definitely going to ruffle some feathers, uh, but it's just, man, I I have a lot of friends. I really do. Uh, A lot of them are listening to this podcast. Um, And a lot of them, I haven't really made priority in my life through a lot of what I'm going through just because I'm trying to change and I'm trying to change for the better. Uh, when it comes to like running, I wake up like this morning, I woke up at four 30 or I was awake before that, but I got up at four 30. Most of my friends that are out drinking and stuff on a Sunday night are probably just going to bed at four 30, you know, or they're up super late playing video games. And it's like, dude, I just, I can't live that life anymore because I have other priorities and my happiness, my happiness is my priority. What makes me happy? Waking up at the butt crack of dawn and going for a (laughs) a five to 10 mile run. And the reason is, you know, I I can't go out and drink all night long and then do that. I'm going to wake up and be like, I'm still drunk or I don't feel good enough to go run and I'm going to make excuses and I'm not here for excuses anymore. Um, I'm not here for making choices that are going to affect me in that you know it and that's what it is like a lot of it a lot of my diet and stuff has changed because i can't eat you know pizza like every day and expect my body to be okay on a run you know like it's just you got to eat healthier and think healthier um and 
a lot of those people are mad at me right now. Like they're, they're just like, well, I never hear from you. We never hang out. We never do this anymore. And it's like, Oh dude, I told you I'm changing. And if you're not part of that change, then I'm sorry, we can still be friends, but uh, my, my happiness is a priority here. Your yeah. happiness is not my priority, man. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. It goes into like any relationship, really. It's like if you can't grow together, even if you're like on different paths, if you can't grow together and work to like become better, a lot like next to each other in different lanes, then it's like it's not going to be sustainable. It's like right. it's not going to yeah. it's not the long run. I can love you from a distance, man. And yeah. wish you the best, you know, but I'm on my own journey. Everybody Proud is. Of you. That was like my biggest I, I wouldn't say setback, but like something that I've learned through a lot of this is how quickly people will just be like, oh, well, you know, that's cool that you're doing all that, but why don't you ever do this with me anymore? And it's like, oh, dude, because uh, of that. It's not <laughs> a priority for me. Have, yeah, you just kind of have to look at it through my point of view. It's like, you know, I'm changing. And in order for this change to happen, I, ha I have to align myself with the people that are helping me change. Like my best friend, Scott in California, you know, he's 2000 miles away. And this dude is the most motivating person. Like he, he keeps me centered hundred percent. And I, I haven't seen him since July without that kind of positivity in my life. I don't know where I'd be because it's just crazy to me that, and, and he's not perfect. I mean, nobody is, you know, but like the point of it is, is like, he's very, like just his mentality he's, he's much like you like he's just super positive about everything and i'm like dude i wish i had an ounce of your positivity like on a daily basis because <laughs> it's it's tough man and i like, like i don't like seeing things negative but like i'm a realist i, I call myself a realist because i look at things black and white and there's really no gray area it's either this is happening or this is not happening and this is what i need to do to make this happen mm. and i've adapted that but he's just very, very positive, has my back when it comes to everything. That's the kind of people you need in your life, especially if you're going to make your own happiness a priority, because he tells me all the time, he's like, you know, if these people aren't helping you, then why are you still friends with them? Why, yeah. why are you still hanging out with them? Or why are you wasting your time with them? Mm -hmm. And he's not even here to see it. He just knows, you know, Yeah, and he knows me really well. So it always helps. But <clears throat> big shout out to you there, Scott. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm happy you have him. So a few things that like someone could do in the event where they're like going through a breakup or after a breakup or, you know, just not feeling very aligned in life. What I would suggest or recommend, um, you know, as a mindset mentor is it's going to sound a little woo woo, but we do a little woo woo here. Okay. Just, just hear me out. Okay. So because you are what you consume, like example, I have an entire Pinterest board called new life, right? It has like different categories, like my energy, my partner, my travel, my new home. And I add things that I really want to have or the vibe that I want to have to this board. And I will scroll through it every day. And I will just channel like, this is what's coming. This is what I'm making happen for myself. And then like following accounts on social media that actually inspire you instead of bringing up like the toxicity and those feelings that are like, you know, less than or like FOMO or like all these things that you're like, you don't feel good in your body where you are right now. Like just unfollow them. Like nobody is that, I don't know, like it's not that serious, <laughs> I guess, at the end of the day. Right. So that's number one. 
definitely like visually like create something, whether it's a vision board or on Pinterest, like to look at consistently. Um, and then like, you know, if you want to do like binaural beats, which are really uh, powerful on YouTube, they have like kind of subliminal, like positive messages, like really low in the background, just to kind of like listen to that while you're scrolling through the the different things or looking at your vision board to just like have another way, another sensory, like being fed something positive. And then the third thing, I know I've talked to you about this last time when I was in Houston, um, is scripting. This is such a huge thing. And I know it like, please, it'll be really cool. So if you try this, let me know. But sitting down and like, if you had an ideal day to yourself, like doing whatever you want, like just write it out like a little story, right? The more you tap into what's possible and what you would like to happen and what you want to call into your life, the more the universe will align like little opportunities for you to make that happen or just like at least at the bottom, like raise your vibration and like make you feel a little bit more positive in the day. So if you're feeling really down, like any of these three three things plus meditation, like you're solid. It'll help so much. Do you have anything to say to that? Meditation. Yeah. Meditation is something that has benefited me in ways that I had no idea it could really honestly. So my best friend, Scott, his his lady, Hannah, uh, she sent me a lot on meditation to get me started. Mm-hmm. And because it was like kind of tough for me living in, you know, the old apartment and still being in that space, but at the same time trying to find ways to bring my own happiness and clarity. So what I would do is, you know, like try to get it as dark as possible. I had like a blackout mask that I would wear and I had a couple of YouTube uh, meditation videos or whatever and I would throw the airpods in and just listen to that and I mean there's a couple times I fell asleep because it was so peaceful and it just like put me right to see I didn't even realize that I fell asleep yeah Uh, when I woke up I was like oh wow this this is working you know and after like a 20 minute session or so like I would feel a lot better and I'm like my mind wouldn't be racing over all the well, what did I do wrong or what could I have done better and it's just like mm-hmm. it put me at ease and it and it really put me in a place where I could start to grow you know yeah uh, I've also done the scripting thing since you told me about it like that's kind of how I plan my days now like my days off when I don't have my son and we're not out yeah. at parks and stuff all day long um, when I have that free time and I'll just sit down in the morning like because I wake up super early, go for a run, and then I'll get home and I'll just sit there and write out, well, what could I do today that would make me really happy? Mm-hmm. And I just script it out and then I follow it. I, I follow it like it's a movie script, like that ass. Um, and that's really honestly been so huge and beneficial that, I mean, I, I feel like I've gotten a lot done in the last couple of months. Uh, it feels like it's been like years, honestly. Yeah. Because of how like the leaps and bounds and how much I've accomplished. So like without those things, I feel like I would have been like spinning my wheels or like constantly stuck in that mental mindset of, you know, the past and scrolling through the pictures and scrolling through the memories. Now I just delete them. <laughs> yeah, it's because done. We don't, we don't need any of that. So look at how far you've come. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Meditation is really powerful. My kids actually fall asleep to meditation every night. They cannot nice. go to sleep without. They're like, wait a minute, where's my meditation? I'm like, okay, chill. 
<laughs> but um, I do a lot of like quantum leap meditations at night. Um, and I intentionally like they're like eight hours long. So like I can fall asleep to them and just like have that keep going throughout. Um, I put my phone under my pillow. <laughs> I'm oh, sure wow. there's like, yes. I know, I probably shouldn't be doing that. My phone should be on the other side of the room or like in another room, you know, in a different life. We'll get there. Radiation and whatnot. Yeah, we're all going to die. Anyway. It's fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay. I think that that wraps up this episode. I would love to hear all of your feedback. I've been getting really great feedback from my friends in text messages and I was like, this is really nice. Have you been getting feedback? Yeah, um, I have. Um, so like a really, really good friend of mine, Ben, uh, actually hit me up about the time whenever I was living with him and Melissa. And he was like, man, I had no idea that you were going through all that and feeling all that. And I, it really actually brought us, you know, kind of closer again. And And I told him, you know, like without you and Melissa, I don't know where I'd be from that time in my life. And uh that was really nice to hear because he's he's been a huge positive uh, role model in my life. A lot of what I've tried to do in the past kind of emulated their life and and stuff like that. And I and you know that might not be the best idea, but like you have to identify people that are positive in your life. And and honestly, I haven't spent enough time with him and his wife and his kids, and I really do miss him a lot. But like he he really having that feedback and him knowing my side of everything now because like you know me I'm a very reserved person and I'm not gonna outright tell you hey man like without you I wouldn't be here kind of thing you know yeah but it's true it is you true and it's nice that. hearing that so that's so good but I think that's all for the day yeah thanks so much for listening you guys um please rate the podcast <clears throat> share with us on social media follow us at the sibling trap and we will see you next week have a great day. Bye, guys.